Hello friends, welcome back. It's Cass here with another episode of The Scare View. And, uh, you know, seems like we're on the up and up, Canada. I gotta, you know, pat us on the back. We've done well. And um, my thoughts, though, definitely still with everybody. We're not, you know, out of, her neck is not out of the woods yet. We've got to still buckle down, still, you know, follow the rules and we will see through this. But uh, yeah, some people have, don't want to get into it here, but we're not quite out of the woods, folks. So keep your nose to the grindstone. <clears throat> but I've got to say, are you missing the parties? You miss hanging out with friends? I'll admit, I definitely am, even for being the bit of an introvert that I am. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it kind of brings me back to it a time in high school, you know, or maybe you weren't going out to that party that was happening or, you know, maybe did you want to be the popular one? Perhaps the, you know, that one who was, you know, had all the best clothes, the best this, the best that, you know, potentially what you would describe as the rich one. Well, the film we're covering today will definitely make you think twice about the elite, that's for sure. So guys, without further ado, let's unpack the 1989 American body horror film, Society. For Bill Whitney... I've never been paranoid. Fear plays a large part in family life. I feel like something's gonna happen. And if I scratch the surface, there'll be something terrible underneath. He's afraid his sister... Could you zip me up, Billy? ...is not what she seems. God, Bill, what's the matter with you? He thinks his friends are out to get him. Make waves with you. You're going to drown. People are what they are. Now you have to learn to accept that. He's about to find out the truth. <laughs> so why, why are you guys doing this to me, huh? What, you've been living with these people all your life and you didn't know anything about this? It's far worse than he could ever imagine. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. Didn't you know the Billy Boy? The rich have all sucked off low-class scum like you. Uh-oh, can I... Clarissa? Oh. so intense. Now, some people make the rules, and some people follow the rules. It's a question of what you're born to. You never were one of us. <laughs> you know, you really deserve what's going to happen to you. I, I don't think so. Wait. Can't you see they're setting you up for something? You know how I hate to give you drugs. You're officially dead. Don't go home, Billy. No, 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 no. Bill Whitney is about to become one. Showtime, Billy! With society. <laughs> Who are you? Let me give you a hand, Bill. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, what you fear is only the beginning. Anything for society. <laughs> That's right, folks anything for society. Now, before we get into it, what is body horror? It's a subgenre, for those who are not aware of the, you know, mass umbrella that is the horror culture. And really, I do a full breakdown. It came to me when I was thinking about it. And, um, you know, basically explaining me, explaining, explaining the umbrella and all of the subgenres and how it kind of, you know, 
this web and unravels. It's really cool. You should look it up. But anyways, it basically examines the terror of our own human bodies, the possible, you know, abominations within ourselves. It, you know, it's going to showcase graphic or psychologically disturbing variations of the human body. Um, you know, Cronenberg, great example. But society, those last 30 minutes, holy shit. Um, yeah, definitely falls into this and we'll totally get into why. But, you know, this relating to our main film, of course, it has to do with that infamous ending and the director, Brian Yesna, of course, starring Billy Warlock, you know, he has this beautiful story. It, it's freaking awesome, actually. So briefly going over it, we're following our Beverly Hills teenager. It appears to be what is a perfect life. Although Bill, he knows something's off despite his wealth, his popularity. You know, he's seeing his therapist, Dr. Cleveland, explaining his distrust of high society, most importantly, his parents. And all of this just appears to be the ramblings of a typical teenager. I mean, he is given everything he's ever wanted and at the same time he's unhappy. But essentially, you know, there's weird things going on. It, it, it just, we know it is. And he's given some main evidence from his sister's ex-boyfriend. And it honestly sounds like the family is engaged in some sort of murderous orgy. It's fucked. Um, and essentially he's, you know, his feelings are justified. He hands the tape over to his doctor only to find out it's changed. He's going crazy. What's happening here? It's, it's, you know, the mystery unravels um, and it's paired with just that perfect 80s vibe, comedic, these wonderful comedic breaks and an honestly weird, strange, tension-building horror I've never quite seen. Example, Clarissa's mom. What the fuck was that? Um, Clarissa, awesome. Loved the sci-fi, alien, distress sort of tie-in. Um, Blanchard and his corpse, um, you know, and... Basically, it's a fake with Milo. Ugh. And of course, the shower scene with his sister being twisted corpse. And why did you open the door? It's your sister, for fuck's sake. But anyways, that's beyond the point. It's all there to help us as the viewer basically confirm Bill's on to something. So his suspensions... His, his, ugh, his suspensions. His suspicions are confirmed at Ferguson's birthday or party. And essentially... It looks even more like he is losing his mind. Um, you know, Ferguson confirms to the orgy and kicks him out. On the way, kind of has this meeting plan to meet, you know, Martin, his opposition to the high school president, find out he's dead. You know, he's addressing his classmates um, to only have Martin appear. And it's like he's risen from the dead or is Bill completely off his rocker. Um, essentially, everyone believes Bill's off his rocker. So, He's drugged. He's taken to the hospital where, of course, our close friend Milo, my personal favorite, I thought he was fucking hysterical, uh, ends up following. Um, Bill awakens in the hospital thinking he hears his sister's ex-boyfriend Blanchard. Um, but essentially, he just discovers nothing's there. And on, oddly enough, on his way out, Milo's still waiting. But Bill wants to return to the house, even though his, you know, his Jeep just mysteriously shows up. And at home, Bill finds this large formal party. Dr. Cleveland's there and essentially reveals that Bill's family, their high society friends, they're actually, you know, all this sort of different species. And of course, we have that whole introduction with the judge. You know something's wrong with this guy. He's been smoking a cigar the whole time. He's touching Bill's sister inappropriately. We knew something was up. But either way, 
all of a sudden everyone begins stripping down to their underwear and they begin shunting. That's right, guys. It's that weird infamous scene and honestly it's like a train wreck you can't look away if you've never seen it before um the physically deforming and melting corpses bodies stick together and then they begin to suck the nutrients out of Blanchard's body um essentially you know I guess you know Blanchard's alive they've been keeping him hostage and he's going to be used as a demonstration for Bill to see you know just how fucked up this is and it's so gross like region oh anyways bill escapes um of course with clarissa's help but runs up into the fucking second floor for some god-awful reason and essentially finds his family is in this weird sex act and we have the infamous butthead moment which was so fucked so fucked but it was so worth seeing i'm so happy i watched it uh basically he gets trapped again by his therapist, brought back down to the party. And essentially, you know, this is where we saw Milo kind of interrupting and he's witnessing this chaos firsthand. He's brought Clarissa's mom, the hair-eating mute. I, he just, you really can't explain her. I absolutely no clue what's going on with her. And just when we thought things were looking grim, Bill and Ferguson begin to have this sort of dueling fight you know if i win this happens if you win this happens either way it ends with a kind of a punch out totally looks like he's gonna lose when bill reaches inside ferguson and pulls him inside out and we discover he's kind of filled with slugs that's basically it but bill grabs clarissa even though she's you know of this different species scoops up milo and they escape you know to essentially never to intermingle with society again it's fucked but my god those last 30 minutes are just phenomenal and lengthwise we're playing out at you know basically just about that two hour mark so it's long it feels quite long but uh essentially it plays out well it's this really good build-up um, it's got a great sort of unraveling of the mystery and those last 30 minutes you are not looking away so completed in 1989 but in the u.s not released till 1992 now yesna's directorial debut he was the producer from reanimator you know he had rights to the sequel and he knew he could find financing but wanted to leverage a two-picture deal so First up, society. This kind of gives him the chance to get comfortable as a director, figure out his pros, his cons, and then go forward from there. And he had an idea in his head, but essentially was given the script, um, written by Rick Fry and Woody Keith. Now, Yesna wanted to take this job, essentially, like I was saying, but m reflect his paranoid vision of the world. So the original script was very different. Uh, essentially, the original script was a religious cult that sacrifices Bill. All of a sudden, Yuzna comes in and we're changed to surrealistic aliens and one hell of a special effects budget. Introduced to Screaming Mad, Mad George, who did one fucking phenomenal job. And basically, he's interested in surreal gore. Yuzna's in interested in surreal gore. And it was just a match made in heaven. So Brian, he really wanted something more fantastic. And essentially, his ending was where he started. So they worked their way back. And you know, basically brings us to one of the goriest scenes in film, that shunting scene. You know, Yasna actually based it on his own night personal nightmares, as well as 
furthering the sequence inspiring by the great masturbator by Salvador Dali. You guys actually know the painting. I was surprised I knew it as well. It's cutting out this female face, just some genitalia, kind of propped up by sticks. It's very bizarre, but once you see it, you're like, totally makes fucking sense. So the author, John Tellison, um, he identifies a lot of political themes imported from paranoid science fiction thrillers, such as Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And Yasna later would cite the film's mix of paranoia, black humor, the satire, and gore, you know, basically alienating the mainstream audience. And I think that's why it's just so unique in my vision, because it's unlike anything you would have seen in 89, 92, and even today, it's totally off the, off the wall. It's off the charts. It's totally wacky, and it's just freaking phenomenal. So it was shot in a quick five weeks, premiering at the Shock Around the Clock Film Festival in London in 89. It would premiere to reviews such as stupid yet brilliant. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, when you kind of break down the premise to people who haven't seen it or don't really know horror, no body horror, or even know the film society, you look like a maniac. I tried explaining this to coworkers. They looked at me like I had four heads. And essentially, you know, it demonstrates that the distributor, and you can hear it in the preview, they didn't know what they were working with or how to market this film properly. So it really, to explain it, to see the preview, it they don't match up. And it's, it's totally bizarre. It's definitely for a unique audience. And uh, that's that's really all I can say on the matter. Uh, but uh, essentially, it would premiere to huge success in Europe, but shelved for three years before hitting the US release. And Yasna explains that Europeans, they're just more willing to accept these weird ideas. They're, you know, these weird concepts, these unbelievable special effects. And in the US, North America considered a huge joke. Um, essentially, they didn't respond well to the ideas. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. Uh, it's, you know, when you look at art from both sides of the pond, they are very different. And uh, it's too bad that this was lost out on the time of, but it's certainly gained a cult following since then. So won the Silver Raven Award for Best Makeup. I think it definitely deserved more than that. And currently holding four to five stars with Empire Magazine, you know, rated way ahead of its time, balls of satire on total disgraceful layers that lurk just below the surface. It's sort of the anti-Ferris Bueller stay off. And I just love that review. I think that is just spot on. If you're looking for a sequel, guys, looks like there's actually um, sort of a graphic novel that has uh, has come out, sort of the official sequel in 2002. And of course, there is um, sort of the Script Society 2 body modification all meant into development. Script was written, but Nothing really happened from what I found. I never really could find a link to show me that that film link is actually developed. So if it is, send me the info because I totally missed out. Either way, guys, holding 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, I think it certainly deserves a little bit more because personally, I thought it was great. We had a great variety of characters. I mean, the guy who plays Bill, Bill Billy Warlock, he did a fabulous job. His paranoia, it just... It builds, and you certainly can relate to him. Clarissa, playing the typical 80s hot chick, could certainly see why she was casted. Um, for the uh, unattentive male, she will certainly, certainly keep their attention. And, uh, you know, the situations all adding up 
they were just so interesting. I mean, you have Clarissa, is she good? Is she bad? Is she a red herring? Is she going to save Billy? Her mom eating hair is just so messed up. You really have no idea what's up with her. I mean, you have all these sort of weird things that add in from the apple that Bill's eating filled with worms and just this total slight uneasiness just coupled with incest and this upper elitism that just turns your stomach especially to that last half hour it is one hell of a finale and it's a real interesting commentary in the upper class feeding off the lower class it just really unique way to display that theme um the orgy thing though the mouse all sort of sucking together is just it's horror it's got to turn your stomach and that was the way to do it it certainly did and it holds up now that infamous butthead scene it was so fucking weird um i'd seen it in so many horror countdowns and just was like i've got to finally see what all the fuss is about and i am glad i did the blood sweat goop it all adds up to one perfect thrill ride and it's uh you know from beginning to end it is one wacky wacky ride and um you know especially just the the tone they did such a good job right right down to the weird shunting scene to switch to the red it was just oh you knew you were in for shit now some of the issues i had with it um just the ending why society didn't kind of like stop them i guess essentially they see bill as the antichrist you know turning society inside out uh, but at the same time it was just a little too easy Clarissa's mom really strange although i guess she's sort of the comedic break potentially i don't know but i just wish they could develop her a little more or maybe just leave it to bill bumping into her on the beach just i don't know they just didn't develop her enough so she was just sort of this weird entity that kept popping up but uh, at the same time i guess we kind of needed her but either way guys it's interesting it's strange but one hell of a lot of fun and it's just that all together 80s horror it's just so weird it'll stick with you and it's certainly i think going to definitely hold a mark for years to come there's definitely going to be nothing like this and when they redo it cgi is certainly not going to have the same effect it certainly won't whatsoever so guys thank you so so much for listening i hope this podcast found you well and you know hopefully drifted you off into a, a moment of peace and you know quiet in your life and uh, if you want to see what crazy antics i'm up to please follow me on instagram and or twitter of course uh you know i try to keep things interesting and fun as always if you enjoy what you heard please leave a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to this current scare of you as well check out some other uh, interesting topics uh, that i may have covered in the past and uh, guys as always you know the rules keep calm stay creepy